been listening to us and welcome to this week's news from the drug war front. My name is Jeff. My co-presenter is Marion. Good morning to you, Marion. Good morning, Jeffrey. Good morning, people. It's sunny out there. Wake up and get out of bed. Pull the blinds back and then get back in again and wrap yourself up in the doona because it's not that warm yet. <laughs> but at least the sun's out. and it's... it's nice to see the sunshine, Jeffrey. It does lift your spirits. Okay, welcome listeners to this uh, edition of News from the Drug War Front brought to you by Karma, the Canberra Alliance for Harm Minimisation and Advocacy. Karma is a peer-based community-controlled drug user organisation and uh, historically the development of the needle and syringe program, the expansion of the opioid maintenance treatment uh, program, that's uh, methadone and buprenorphine, and the funding of drug user organisations began as a result of the highly successful public health response back in the 1980s to the HIV AIDS epidemic in Australia. Uh, by involving affected communities, uh, Australia was able to keep HIV infection rates very low by global standards. Of course, there are other viruses that affect injecting drug users, such as hepatitis um, C. C. Yep. And uh, fortunately, there are now new treatments known as direct-acting antivirals, or DAAs, that can cure people who are hep C positive. Absolutely, with no side effects and no pain, so plenty of gain. There's, Twelve weeks and you're done. There, there's really no reason, real obvious reason. No, to... there's no downside for these new DAAs, Jeffrey. The re- feedback I've had from people has been monumental, been very praiseworthy. The whole program is really, people are really happy to go on it. Doesn't restrict their behaviour or their movement in any way. So it's simply a matter of just getting yourself, getting access to the DAAs, to the direct acting antiretrovirals getting on the program, going through that program for 12 weeks, one pill a day, isn't it? Yep. Yep, and then your liver's as good as gold. Yep, you're cured. And you're fixed. Yeah, look, um, because I've been off a couple of weeks, I haven't got all the details, but um, Karma's been collaborating with uh, Hepatitis ACT to develop a program to help encourage and also give a bit of financial support to people who are Hep C positive to get them over the line Yep. to actually, you know, follow through. Um, on it's one thing to know that there are these new direct acting antivirals. It's another thing to, to think. To get in touch with them. Yeah. Are they really as good as they say it? Absolutely, know, um, yep. There's a lot no, of No, that's horror. right. They've been training up peer educators, haven't yeah. they? That was the project. Yeah. That's the project. I remember and before we went into uh, into morning mode, Jeffrey, we really would, we had a, a piece about that and that was a collaboration between Hep C Council and uh, the ACT and uh, Karma. Yeah, I also and, wanted to mention um, while we're chatting about other um, issues, Maz, I heard you and Chris on Triple uh, Six ABC um, on Wednesday last week. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. even though I don't think you got as much time as you originally led to believe you thought you would have, you still you really did well. Well, thank you. We yeah, we went in. I think basically um, because of the amount of uh, dialogue there's been around about um, women and uh, the culture of uh, you know 50% of the population is basically being discriminated against but then you add on top of that um, women drug users and women drug users parents you get multiple layers of disc- you know discrimination upon discrimination basically i think that was what we were there to to talk about the project the um, the women's project that Natasha developed for um, through Karma to pay women to just write a bit about their stories on how they came into contact with treatment or how they didn't come into contact with treatment and their basically their their um, what happened to them during their using years whether they finished or not it's neither here nor there but how they interacted with services um, treatment or no and it was um, so it was interesting yeah Adam was really quite. Um, 
personable guy and, and hit the spot on many occasions, asked the questions. And I understand Chris went on to talk more about it at uh, 11 o'clock, but so I was only on for five or ten minutes or something. Well, the, the general idea I get is the ABC's, I think, hoping to have an ongoing discussion about issues relating to drug use and drug okay. law reform, which would be fantastic. That would be great. Yeah, I think, I, we need more of it, particularly on mainstream media, Jeffrey. That would well, be great. We say that almost every week, Marion, don't we? Yeah, you know, we're like, the only people that hang We're the only game in town. So know, to extend it, extend it to the ABC, um, especially at a time when we've got a government that's uh, considering... Totally, yeah. Well, doing stuff about women's issues, finally, but, you know, it took... It took, um, what, 100,000 women around Australia to march in every capital city and many of the major towns as well to go to, you know, up to Parliament House and say, hey, get off your butt and do something about it. Yeah, that's been an extraordinary story. And really. then, you know, everywhere he steps, ScoMo blew it left, right and centre, you know. I couldn't believe it, could not believe the stuff that he came out with. Anyway... Well, they wonder, they wonder why they have, quote-unquote, a woman problem yeah. in the conservative well, side of politics. Well, it's largely because they have no understanding of how to listen to anybody but themselves. Yeah, it's... it's just yeah. don't get it, Jeffrey. They just don't get it. Well, it ends up excluding almost 50% of the population. Absolutely, it's, it's absolutely. not acceptable. Okay, uh, moving on from uh, Hep C issue. Um, sadly, uh, as the policies of prohibition remain largely unchanged, human rights abuses and the stigmatising and discrimination of people who use drugs continues to take place. And uh, we would like to acknowledge the efforts of peers and activists who have contributed uh, to the fight against prohibition and reaffirm our commitment to continue fighting against all the harms caused by prohibition in all of its manifestations. Mm. So essentially the show aims to inform and hopefully educate listeners about the failure of prohibition or it's known, as it's also known as the war on people who use drugs and, of course, promote the services offered by Karma and also other organisations in the sector in the ACT. That's right. Now, the Canberra Alliance for Harm Minimisation and Advocacy is Canberra's only peer-based drug user group. Karma provides a wide range of services such as client advocacy, peer treatment support, education, information, creative arts, mentoring and referrals. The Karma office location is in the Church's Centre at Shop 17, Level 1, Benjamin, 54 Benjamin Way in Belconnen. Office hours are 10am to 4pm Monday to Friday and the phone number is 6253 Karma t- continues to run its Australian first opioid overdose recognition and response with naloxone workshops. It also does brief interventions with individual clients. Karma can help people with a wide range of issues, including opioid maintenance treatment programs, so that's methadone, buprenorphine, or more recently, the new long-lasting injectable forms of buprenorphine known as buvital and sublocade. The availability of detox and rehab services in the ACT, the negative impact of stigma and discrimination, and difficulties with getting access to proper pain relief. And all these issues are complex, um, impact a lot of people, and yes. have done for a long time. That's I mean, right. And they haven't changed very much except they've expanded in that the more services we get, the more we find that we're discriminated against. So they're all issues that are faced by people adversely impacted by prohibition and the war on people who use drugs. Yes, and regular listeners would know that we, as you said, we do uh, reiterate those Every issues. week we say it, every week we say it, and every week we find that, unfortunately, nothing's changed. Yeah, Same look, shit, different day. During this period of grieving, you know, 
Jude's passing, it, 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 it really have been reflecting on just the, the, the level of impact of damage. You know, it's one thing to sort of, you know, we discuss it every week uh, on the radio show and it's important to do so. Yes. But, but when you actually sit back from afar, like a lot of these people, um, you know, whenever there's anything suggested, like, you know, our first local story is about the um, report about a proposal for a drug consumption room, yeah. a small one in the ACT. Yeah. And online, you just get a torrent of, you know, let them all die, give them hot shots, um, you know, really hurtful. Look, I, you know, Jeffrey, I think a lot of that, and really I would, one of the reasons I don't go online is because I don't want to read that kind of crap. Yeah. And the reason I don't want to read that kind of crap is that people have a lot, go to a lot of effort to do nothing and not come out and not be honest in their opinions. If you confronted those people who are so tough as to actually use their keyboard to slag off at our peers... That's all they can do, right? If you met them on the street and asked them what they felt, I reckon they would slime up to you and pretend that they agreed with whatever you wanted them to agree with. They wouldn't be so brave when you're face-to-face with them. The keyboard is a powerful weapon, Jeffrey, yeah, when you can anonymous. say what you want to say yeah. and it doesn't show you up as being an arsehole. Yeah, that's a good right? point. So just, I reckon, this is what drives me crazy. People can bully all they want to. On the on the interblog, yeah, and I, but I don't care anymore. I don't want to watch it. I don't think they're worth even listening to, but they have this power, which is a keyboard, and they use that power to get into people's heads. And I think to hell with them. Yeah, I'm over them. So you've made a conscious choice just to don't not... want to know about it, Jeffrey. Really, yeah. don't want to know about no. it. I just I just would turn off because for. I know a lot of people disagree with what I say. For crying out loud, we've had these laws in place for 60 years. Mm. And it's not necessarily that people just disagree with what I say. They just actively will not support what I say, what you say, what we say. Not just me that says it, not just you that says it. There's plenty of people that do support what we say. But these people on keyboards, the keyboard warriors who can slag off at us, they do nothing. And they're fine because that goes with the status quo and leaves us out in the dark. We are the people with a bit of brave spirit that say, get off your butt and do something about it, yeah? Be positive. Make some change. We're the ones that say, come on, let's go and do something. Natasha gets up and says, come on, do something about it. Let's make some action happen. Let's get something to go. Yeah. Not these people that sit on the keyboard and say, gee, let's put them all on an island and drop them, yeah? Well, you know, yeah, go and put take... them with Putin and all the boys as well, Well, that's yeah? right. It's an authoritarian, yeah. ignorant attitude, really. Absolutely. And it that's, you know, you, you can agree with anything you want to agree with when your face doesn't show up, yeah? Or you can disagree with anybody you want to disagree with because you don't like the shape of their face or you don't like what they... What they say or the way that they say it. Yeah, it's definitely one of the. But down- you don't have to stand up and be proud of yourself. Yeah, it's definitely one of the downsides of the internet, Marion, is that, you know, the theory was that it would provide access to information to and people. And it does. That certainly does. It that. does do that. But also gives people the idea that what they everything they have to say is important. Mm. And really, most things that most people have to say is unimportant. Certainly unimportant to me and doesn't impact on my life except insofar as it stops me from doing what I want to do when it doesn't hurt anyone else. Yeah, that's a really good Find point. that absolutely infuriating, Jeffrey. Anyway. Um, do you want to mention that uh, there's an Oxone workshop on today? I do. I want to, Funny you should say that, Jeffrey. That's exactly what I want to mention. 
The next date for the Karma Opioid Overdose and Recognition and Response with Naloxone Workshop is March the 30th at 2pm at the Early Morning Centre. Um, and if you want to book a place or make inquiries about it, call Dave or Damo on 6253. This is the Karma number, 6253-3643. So March the 30th at 2pm. Actually, I've got a little bit of an update, which I should have amended, um, Marion, because it's today at the Early oh, Morning Centre. Oh, absolutely, it is too. Um, Good on me. Dave said he thought there were still places left, but if people contacted um, Nicole at the Early Morning Centre to double check, because okay. it is actually from 2 o'clock today. Okay, um, yeah, it is today. So ring Nicole, so that's a, yeah. Yeah, I actually haven't got the, the number written no, down. No, I can't. Um, even, actually, I will find it after we okay. play the record and I will find the number because I'm pretty sure I've got it in my phone. All right. Okay. Well, while Marion um, looks up the early morning centre number, I'll play a Pearl Jam song and this is sort of um, symptomatic of um, where my head's been in the last couple of weeks. It's, uh, <laughs> it's called Alive, Pearl Jam. Oh, right, that was Pearl Jam. It and certainly was, wasn't it? A lot of Pearl Jam. Yeah. <laughs> I could have gone down for two cigarettes from that, Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah, well, it's from their debut album, uh, 10, and the name of the song was Alive. And that it, actually gave us time to not only find the Early Morning Centre's telephone number, but for me to enter it into my phone and oh, save it. So excellent. 6247-5041. Um, and you can talk to Nicole. The Early Morning Centre is at 69 Northbourne Avenue. And I think, Geoffrey, you're right when you say that we think it's called Pilgrim House. Um, it's certainly the Uniting Churches Centre anyway. It's, well, their building. Um, and it's on the ground floor of that building at 69 Northbourne Avenue. So contact Nicole there or uh, Dave on 62533643. And, but, you know, you might as well get in touch with Nicole on that previous number because... It's this afternoon at two o'clock, yep. so ring and see if there are any places left. Yeah, Get no, yourself it's, along. It's been yeah. great um, that they've been a, um, such a supportive um, collaborator. Oh, in... no, well, it's absolutely – it's a real good source for – I mean, it's a really good way to get in touch with users that we wouldn't see in any other way because the brekkie is there, lunch is there, and they've got a pretty much a drop-in centre. It's in the middle of town. It's really yeah. useful. No, it's an ex excellent facility. And I think they've been able to extend their hours. They have. They yeah. have been able to extend their hours. So they're doing lunch now as well. Oh, isn't that as fantastic? I say, and it's really good. Yeah, yeah, they've got extra funding. I think it's terrific. Nicole's really thrilled to be working for an organisation for which she's um, happy to have people. You know, people ring up and say, can we donate money Isn't that to wonderful? you? And they do just put it straight into the account. She says she's just thrilled to be able to do that. So, so yeah, go ahead, do yeah. it. We need more generosity of spirit like that. Okay, the contents of this news from the Drug War Front broadcast does not necessarily reflect the views and or the policies of the Canberra Alliance for Minimisation and Advocacy. Karma does not condone, nor does it condemn drug use and does not promote illegal activity. Karma recognises that drug use happens and as such, Karma focuses on harm reduction messages, drug treatment support services, advocacy and also, importantly, community development. Karma seeks to reduce the harms associated with drug use as well as the harms associated with the criminalisation of drug use through the provision of empowering programs that concentrate on community development, person-centred holistic health care and equity of health service delivery for all people. And uh, we're certainly hoping that there will be some evidence of um, tangible improvement in that uh, aspiration. Because, um, uh, you know, I think drug users have had a pretty poor deal from society for oh, 
many yeah, decades. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, there's still, like, I was watching the Filipino news this morning, Jeffrey. Duterte is still, you know, giving the nod to shooting drug users over there and planting a gun there so that it makes it look like the drug users actually had the gun rather than the police who were not in uniform at the time. It's outrageous. It's just, you know, that's still going on at Curzon, you know, which was where he was. I think that was the town that he was the mayor of. I think was it was Deveo City Caveo, in something like that. Anyway, but, look, but he's well proud of his... He's um, really proud of yeah. it. And, you know, that's basically a, a... There's a bounty on every head that, you know, of yeah. every user that you shoot. And they're just... They, just go into poorer parts of town and tell mum and the daughter to leave the house and go and shoot the male that's still there and drop some ice next to the person they've just shot and the gun and they get a bounty. It's no, like, it's, you know, they've shot a, a, a violent drug user because yeah. we all know how violent they are and how... I mean, it's just obscene. No, it's really... It's been going on for too many years. And, and although you did mention off air that the statute, there is no statute of limitations for uh, war crimes. Yes, so. and that's something that's just really important. And I think that we should remember that one of the good reasons for actually supporting Human Rights Watch is if human rights organisations actually bring a charge via international the courts Criminal of justice. Court. So yep. if you bring a charge of crimes against humanity through the uh, international courts of justice, then what you can do is make sure that that charge doesn't go out of style. So there is no statute of limitations on crimes against humanity. And if somebody cares to bring a charge against Duterte, then that charge will stay valid until he drops dead and possibly even after that because it never... There is no statute of limitations on crimes against humanity and that's how they kept on catching... Nazis for many years, and you know, people who killed six million Jews. Yeah, no matter whether you there should be no statute of limitations on genocide. That's right, and that's what they're doing to users in many countries. Genocide is exactly what's happening, and it's either intentional or unintentional. It doesn't matter whether it's you know, George Floyd or if it's you know. Juan Hernandez from some other country, but you know George George Floyd, the African American population are not confident that they're go- that they're going to be able to get a criminal conviction of Derek Chauvin, who is the policeman who allegedly shot him. But well, there is knee. footage had, of him with his, his knee, knee not shot him. Eight, sorry, eight and a quarter minute, eight and three quarter minutes, eight minutes forty six yeah. seconds. It was he was there with his knee on that, and the problem is. Not only was he a criminal in that he had passed a, uh, a counterfeit bill, supposedly, he was black, American, but he was also had in his bloodstream uh, fentanyl and amphetamine no, or methamphetamine, which <laughs> is interesting because they <laughs> contraindicate each other in a lot of ways. But nonetheless, so he was a drug user and a criminal and he was black. So all three things... You know, basically you can say, well, they're not going to get this guy in any of those murder charges because he was a white copper. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Four weeks this goes on for, this court case, so it will be interesting. Keep an eye on it. Okay, but we've got a um, brief story from uh, localmiragenews.com, March 25th. Um, It says, final report, ACT medically supervised injecting facility feasibility study released. The ACT government has today, this is March the 25th, released the final report of a study into the feasibility of establishing a medically supervised injecting facility in the ACT. Mm. The ACT medically supervised injection, injecting facility 
the ACT medically supervised <laughs> injecting feasibility study. It's a mouthful. Yeah. Investigated the feasibility, need, effectiveness, and the appropriateness of establishing a medically supervised drug consumption room in the ACT. And um, Karma had a hand in doing the um, well, been uh, silly consumer for consultation. I would hope so. Yeah. Which is good. Minister for Health, Rachel Stephen-Smith, said the feasibility work was an action under the ACT Drug Strategy Action Plan 2018 to 2021 and an example of the ACT government's ongoing commitment to harm minimisation. And she's quoted as saying, The ACT is leading the nation with drug and alcohol policies that reflect our approach to harm minimisation. We will continue to invest in evidence-based and practised-informed harm minimisation responses to the use of alcohol, tobacco and illicit drugs. Do you want to um, continue? Yeah, sure. The findings from this report, goes on to say, will help to inform further community discussion as we continue to develop policies and initiatives that reduce the harms associated with drug use. Additional uh, scoping work, she goes on to say, will be required before a decision is made on whether to proceed with a drug consumption room in the ACT, including community consultation, an assessment of the existing legislative framework and further development of an appropriate model. The report found a high level of satisfaction with alcohol and drug services in the ACT and acknowledges that other measures the government has taken to reduce overdose deaths, such as Australia's first take-home naloxone program, this gives us a strong base from which to consider further harm minimisation measures, said Minister Stephen Smith. Um, the ACT government will now consider the findings of the report and discuss these as part of a broader section planning with local alcohol and drug sector. The study was a collaboration between the Burnett Institute and the Canberra Alliance for Harm Minimisation and Advocacy, that's Karma, that's us, and the government thanks to all those organisations and people with lived experience who contributed. And there is a um, address on the uh, that we will put on the website yep. for um, the report and you can have a look at it then and see what the results they came up with. So, And I suggest you have a look at it, particularly if you were consulted or even if you weren't consulted and see what it says. Inform yourself before you hook onto your keyboard warrior and, and start say, slagging it's off it's a bad idea and I yeah. hate it and let them all die. Yeah. I have to say, though, we do have this other article from Rachel Eddy of The Age from March the 25th. Um, can we do that after the news, Matt? We certainly can, don't we? Um, in fact, that's exactly what we can do. We've got 30 seconds before we Yeah, it's we coming up at 11. It. We will move on to that other issue after, straight that's after right. the news. Yeah, but um, that's also about the uh, injecting room in Richmond, in Melbourne. So, which yeah, it's relevant. is an important um, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I'm, Okay, we're nearly there piece now, of evidence. We? we? are. Okay, uh, we are going to go to the 11 o'clock news and we'll be back with more okay, news from fine. the drug war front then.